Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Procaffeinators Podcast. My name's Alexandra. I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. And obviously, we're the Procaffeinators. <laughs> uh, if you have not listened to our other two uh, episodes of our podcast, we are all family. Amy is our mom, and Joke and I are sisters. So we will often call her Mama and other nicknames for each other. All endearing and loving, of course. Yeah, our aliases for each other. Of course, a.k.a. Mama. A.K.A. Jelka, A.K.A. Sandra. In our last podcast, we talked about how all of our animals are haunted. Um, so if you haven't listened to that yet, listen to it now. And if you have any suggestions for what we might want to talk about, why don't you go to our website, www.theprocrastinators.com, and write in your suggestions, lovely people. Yeah, spill the beans. Spill the beans. So today, we're talking about multitasking So multitasking by definition is a verb and it's to deal with more than one task at a time. Uh, And obviously so many of us multitask, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So multitasking is almost revered. You're almost expected to do it. Yeah. At least working in the corporate, corporate, corporate world words, you're expected to multitask you're supposed to be hit with different tasks from different directions Mm -hmm. and accomplish them all by the end of the day and that makes you a good employee but in reality that leaves you up for all these mistakes to happen Mm -hmm. and the job never gets done correctly and then you're loaded with more work so it doesn't get done on time Mm -hmm. and it's all because you're not focusing on one task And if you try to focus on one task, you're pulled away. Right. So according to articles, multitasking started in 1965. That's the first time it was reported, Mm -hmm. 1965. Mm -hmm. So again, it was the challenge that people, computers, uh, more people in the job force, more females in the job force, uh, females tend to multitask a lot more than men. Right. In fact, that's a huge complaint in, yeah. in marriages or relationships, right? I can do five things. He can only do one. Yeah. And it's um, it's well known that women are just wired differently, so we tend to multitask. So when we look at the 1960s when this evolved or the first reporting of multitasking, who has pride in multitasking? A lot of women females females right so uh why because they had to really because even though they went into the workforce they still had to take care of their kids and their family and exactly they didn't quit their home jobs which was being a caregiver and Mm -hmm. as you were saying so it's really fascinating to see that if we were really to figure out who carried in the multitasking and who started the multitasking revolution Mm -hmm. it was females on Netflix, they have the 100 Human Study, and they actually tested multitasking between men and women. So they had them do a whack-a-mole, and yeah. then they presented them with, while doing the whack-a-mole, you must also mix this cake batter. And while you do those two things, then later on in the experiment, they presented a anatomical <laughs> child. So it was this baby that you would have to soothe every, like, five minutes or something, or whenever it felt agitated. You know how those those robotic babies that they have to train new moms and dads. Um, So they had that. That was hilarious. It was so funny because you saw 
the women like so focused and able to do these things. And most of the women were like, oh, this is uh, like second nature to me because I have three kids at home. And yeah. you're like, you're like 26. This is That's awesome. The other thing. It's the women who had kids at home excelled at that oh, yeah. because they had practice. Whereas right. the women who didn't have kids at home still accomplished the task, but didn't do it as cleanly. Yeah. Especially because of the baby and the baby, like in all fairness, you're trying to like do a violent act. You're whacking the moles and then you're creating you're something. Be a caregiver and then, the yeah, same you're time. trying to be a caregiver, which is insane yeah some women were able to accomplish it really uh, yeah well. and there were there was a couple that were like oh kids <laughs> so they were like i'm not a caregiver at all and then, but they still did better than the guys yeah the ones who didn't care about like caretaking for the baby were at least able to problem solve on the spot and hold on to the baby like, in between their legs yeah, in right. their shirt whatever where the men were left dumbfounded they didn't and, know what to do and the women kept it their areas much cleaner than the men, which was, I laughed so hard because you see this guy who's doing all their three things and then his cake batter is literally, like, there's no more cake in the bowl. (laughs) Cake batter is everywhere. The baby's on the ground. He's whacking the mole. There was, be, go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. There was one woman who dropped her entire bowl, but that was progressive. She kept it all in the bowl mm-hmm. until it fall, fell off the table, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what's interesting is that the idea there is that they're doing a good job, but how well was the job performed exactly so which isn't right so scientifically we're incapable of multitasking because right. our brains don't they just don't work you and two tasks we can probably swing mm-hmm. which is holding a baby and stirring something mm-hmm. why but you're why first because you're not really focusing on the baby if the baby needed your attention then how well, would you be able to complete the second task? Right. But you can kind of wing it or swing it or whatever. But the most important thing is if you add another element to it, then forget it. You mm-hmm. have to replace it. So you can really do two functions on your frontal lobe. But it's really fascinating that we think we are. We pride ourselves at something that we're really failing at. Yeah. yeah. It really, I think, draws the question what do we need to do or what is perfect? Do we need to strive for perfection for perfection or do we just need to get the job done? Because essentially the reason we fall back onto multitasking is because we just need the job done. Like for example, if we're using the 100 humans example, Uh if you're holding a baby and you're worrying about making lunch, okay, maybe this isn't a gourmet meal, but I'm going to feed my family and they're going to get fed and that's it. Like I'm accomplishing this task. It's getting done. Well, if we're striving for perfection, then we have to eliminate multitasking. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think perfection, we're we're having enough trouble just getting things done. Exactly. I mean, our plates are full. Uh Yeah. So many, so many articles constantly say human multitasking is an apparent human ability to perform more than one task or activity at the same time. An example of multitasking is taking a phone call while driving a car. Multitasking can result in time wasted due to human context switching and apparently causing more errors due to insufficient attention. If one becomes proficient at two tasks, it is possible to rapidly shift attention between the tasks and perform the task well proficiently. 
But if you look at psychology today, their first sentences, think you're good at doing several things at once, question right. mark. Right. And, it's right. like, and then they have the whole test for you where you um, write down the numbers consecutively and then you draw the two lines consecutively, all of those different tests. You and know, that's basically what it is. It's interesting it's, because you said this came out when computers came out. And if you think about a computer, like you, essentially they're able to do things rapidly and Ever since the computers came out, we've essentially been trying to keep up with them. Even well, if we look at yeah. work, it's, uh, why aren't you available right now? Like, I need everything done immediately. But mm-hmm. if you look at a computer, they're only accomplishing one task at a time. Mm-hmm. It's binary. It's zeros and ones. Either they're on or they're off to mm-hmm. a task. And a we, we try to keep up by multitasking, but we're not going to be that computer because it we have multiple things on instead of one thing at a time on or off and it also makes me think of Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. you know how you have so in Dungeons and Dragons mama (laughs) you have the characters and usually they're proficient in one or they can only hold one weapon at a Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. or they can only cast one spell at a time Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have special skills like dual wielding weapons Mm -hmm. whether it be daggers or swords right but that takes so much time and that's a specialty to be able to accomplish that and it's interesting that even in a game in game mechanics you they have that realization that you can only focus on one thing at a time And it takes so much more work to it's do It's more that. efficient. So if you go back to, like, the dungeon, Dungeons & Dragons is a great example. And then if you go back to your computer analogy, you have one window open at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if now we have two screens, but we still can only look at one screen at a time. And what happens if you have multiple windows open? Mm-hmm. The system slows down. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to clean that whole concept or, or system so we go back to that that we're basically lying to each other which <laughs> which is is it's crazy right i but, mean it's true but, it's like i can do these three things all by tomorrow and if you don't you fail yeah you know you're now anxiety depression i mean it, it creates so many elements yeah mm-hmm. you get reprimanded instantly by you reprimand whoever. yourself yeah. yeah you actually reprimand yourself because we've we've become a yes society and we really can't meet those criteria we just can't but most of all most of all i mean yes people can demand things from you but my concern is the demand you put on yourself why am i doing so much that's one question Mm. and and two I feel like a failure because i can't do that much Mm -hmm. so i'm putting myself in a situation i'm setting myself up for failure yeah and that's something that we start we've created i think in elementary school now the school system has changed to have you have to be in five sports you have to have ap Mm -hmm. classes you have to have honor classes not one before if you were in one honors class it was like wow that's awesome yeah and you weren't in honors classes you got an honors award for exceeding Mm -hmm. in one class now we're going to up that. Now they have yeah. honor societies, which they invite you to with a very beautiful letter. And when I was in school, I denied my honors uh, society thing because I was like, I have too much to do. <laughs> well, you guys were in theater too, which takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And again, it's again, there's so many elements of examples that we can give that if you're learning a script, how difficult would it be to learn 
three scripts at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be crazy. It, but people do it. I they have must, done yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. We they, had to do it for directing class. We're in not college. saying it's impossible, but it's we're difficult. just saying that it's the the probability of you being your best is low. Oh yeah, You're one of those one of those scripts like for the directing class that we had at college, I was in three different things, and one of them. I definitely messed up the lines a thousand times more than I did in the other two because my brain could only switch so many times while going into each character because the memorization, you know, you have to prioritize certain ones. So Mm -hmm. if one has a more difficult uh, verbiage to it, I would prioritize that one. Or if I had more monologues in one, I would prioritize that one. But if it was dialogue back and forth that were one-liners, that's the one that I studied the least because that's the one I, mm-hmm. I could learn the fastest. You know, that's interesting, too, because even in theater, we understand, I think, that you can't multitask. We, mm-hmm. Because I remember and whenever you're going through a new script or you're teaching uh, theater, mm-hmm. you tell your students or you're told that when you're going through blocking, mm-hmm. you're going to mess up your lines mm-hmm. because you're thinking about two things and it's hard to keep up both. You can't learn two things at the same time. You can't learn choices or how to make choices in action and retain your memory of the script, that's especially why, if you're still learning the yeah, script. That, that's why a lot of directors, what they do is you they don't tell you what they want from you and they let you just like play mm-hmm. and like do your thing and then they make critiques based off of what your body naturally chooses to do Mm, on stage which is something that you know which is a very smart directing move because you don't want to uh, barbade bombard someone (laughs) Mm -hmm. same thing as violence (laughs) yeah you don't want to bombard someone with 30 different things when they just started they're already nervous anxiety is high blood Mm -hmm. pressure is high So they've already got that distraction of that bodily function. And then they want to impress their director. That's another anxiety on top of that. And then now they also have to memorize all their lines so they don't look like an idiot. And they have to Mm -hmm. um, be able to proficiently perform this show with the pure, raw emotion of whatever character they're portraying. There's so many layers. Proficiently performing. And it's the same thing with technicians. I did a lot of electrical and sound operation and design. So what you have to do is you have to work with your director while being quote unquote creative, while following the script and respecting the playwright. And you have to make it appealing to the audience. And you're an artist all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like all, all these different factors are on top of you. Now, of course, you have to listen to your director, but your director is also responsible for not taking away your artistry of this is a sound that they created. I need to respect that idea and think about it before I just deny it right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's that's a great criteria that you're describing in a director for good leadership you're, you're really having all these tasks, but mm-hmm. you're not multitasking them all at, all at exactly. the same time. Mm-hmm. But what he's or she is taking a look at is what are your strengths? Mm-hmm. And 
and grow, you know, kind of elaborate on that. You're mm-hmm. growing on that, which that's phenomenal. That's that should be definitely something in the leadership role. Uh, there was one study that I wanted to go back to that was interesting. It was a study done by two, uh, three researchers, Myers, Evans, and Rubenstein. Oh yeah. And they did a study on how most our executive functioning, you know, is the piece of our uh, our minds that mm-hmm. kicks in when it's that fight or flight. Right. And it processes information. So one of the things that we find out when we're given two tasks to accomplish at the same time is the first stage is known as goal shifting, which is you're going to decide to do one thing instead of another. Mm-hmm. We don't realize we're doing that, but we are. It's either are we going to open this window in our computer or are we going to open that Prioritization. window? Prioritization. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we think we're so multitasking. Yeah. And then the second is known as role activation, which I really love this one because it says changing the rules for the previous task to the rules for the new task. Mm-hmm. And that's basically cheating. Because yeah, so what is that like? What so so what you're you you're doing there is you're saying, okay, well, I have to finish this, but I won't do it this way. I'll do it this way in order to do to be able to multitask and complete another one. So you're compromising mm, right. one task versus another. Which comes to the easier execution rather than the proper execution. Right. So it could cost it could cost you time, it could cost you quality, it could right. cost you uh, integrity sometimes, right? Right. So it's really fascinating how it, then we're rationalizing, we're going back to Freud. Now mm. we're using our defense mechanism and we're rationalizing, but I got the job done. Right. I could have gotten an A, but I got a B, or I could have gotten, uh, you know, a six-figure job, but I got a, you know, not so great position. Right. But that's okay. At least I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and so we start rationalizing uh-huh. our decision to multitask. Right. But we should be switching it. Why are we multitasking? What is so crucial that we have to multitask? I think it goes back to looking like an idiot. Like yeah, you talked about if you can't if you can't accomplish these things by this time, you didn't you didn't do it. You didn't accomplish what someone else can accomplish. You need to be either on the same level or better as someone in your field. So, I mean, with grades and things like that, I was not a good student. I just wasn't. Very true. And (laughs) I wasn't. I didn't find it interesting in school because it wasn't things that I wanted to learn. I wanted to do theater. I wanted to do technician. I wanted to do, like, all of those things. But, you know, I had to learn American history, which is also important. And I understand it's, it's important, but... To me, at the time, I was like, I just want to be a theater person. That's what I would do. I would prioritize my first uh, six months in school, and I would say, okay, if I get really good grades for these first six months, the next six months, I don't have to focus as much. I can do more theater, and I can work harder on that and compromise my grades, but I still pass. I still get by. So that You're getting more than just by. Like You had a 3.2 or something like that. Because I'm a genius. I don't know. Well, I was taking... Also in high school, it was a college preparatory school. So you were allowed extracurriculars. And all of my extracurriculars were theater-based and chemistry-based, which I thought was weird because I hate math, but I like chemistry. But but with those things, I had to multitask my educational side to my creative side. And I think that's something we all do. Yeah. It it almost makes me think that... The people that we thought were losers, and it's not that we thought it was losers, it was society. The label that society gave. That 
they had it right. Mm-hmm. They do, did that one thing that they were told they had to do to succeed. As long as I go to school, as long as I pass my classes, then I can do whatever I want. I can relax. I don't have to work anymore. Right. And the problem is now in order to be successful in society, we have to take on those extra roles. So many, yeah. And I wonder what it would be like if... And there are some schools that are specifically driven towards um, the creative arts mm-hmm. and uh, through, um, I guess, career-based high schools. I don't know. I, I don't know that Charter much. schools, too. Charter yeah. schools. You guys, what, you're, what I'm hearing is that... We multitask in order to be accepted. Yeah. yeah. Well, that speaks volumes about each individual. Well, it also creates anxiety to like to the younger generation because um, we have. I. I mean, I've taught kids that have come to me and said. I didn't do it right. I need to do it again. And then they start crying because they have to do it over again to be better at it. And you know, you have to remind them, I'm like, you're in kindergarten. (laughs) It's okay. And I have this five-year-old crying on me because she couldn't, she couldn't accomplish this task properly. And she says, I was just so worried about how the tail on the kitten would come out. And I was afraid that I would write this line down wrong or all these different things. And they're, they're so worried about not doing it right that they don't even do it right the first time because out of fear. Here's the thing, though. Us, as a civilization, as a species, mm. we need to be accepted because yeah. that, that's how we survived we based off of the group, based off of, of our home. And... When home tells you, or you're, yeah, you're herd. (laughs) We are, we're herd animals. Um, When your society tells you that you need to do X, Y, Z to survive, to give your input into this, this group, then you should feel awful if you don't succeed in that. Because that, that's what genetically, I don't know, I'm not a geneticist, but that that's what you're supposed to do in order to help survive. Whereas before it was simple. Okay. In order to help our civilization work, in order to help us thrive as a whole, you need to help us pick fruit and then like put it in the basket and then the whole community can survive off your fruit. Mm-hmm. Then you can like do whatever you want, but mm-hmm. we just need fruit from you. Then another person is like, okay, if you chop some trees down and help us build a hut, then you're good. You're good to go. Right. And each one had this role, but now the pressure is so high. And I think it's because of work and because of capitalism, I'm going there, that it it's not... It's so abstract now what we need to do that we have to do everything in order to fill, in order, Mama, you love to say this, in order to diversify, which is totally true. In this world, you have to diversify in order to succeed. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy because we don't, we never know. It's all abstract and that causes anxiety too. Well, I think that previous years, let's talk about that before the 1960s, 70s, 80s, we were worried my parents were worried about, you know, just get through high school and mm-hmm. just graduate. Mm-hmm. So when we, there was no multitasking. You had one job. So it, it's not only the multitasking, but we weren't all groomed for leadership. 
And what we're being groomed now, what you're saying is you were given a task and this was a task. Mm -hmm. Herd animals, there's one leader. Mm -hmm. There's one alpha. Mm -hmm. And then the herd, you know, follows. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what happens is then, of course, there might come someone else in to fight for that leadership role. But there is a hierarchy Mm -hmm. that works. When you have multiple leaders fighting for the exact same thing, you're creating chaos. And right. that's what we're grooming our our students for. When you go, when I see my college students walk in and they had AP classes, they're 5.0 uh, students, they've been, they, they have scholarships and they come in and I tell them, you're not taking a multiple choice test. You're taking an essay and I need mm-hmm. critical thought and you need to focus on that. Yeah. Their fear level... Mm-hmm. goes off you know the the charts and it's sad to see but they're all fighting for one position they're all fighting to have that best in class position mm-hmm. right. I see it when they we have group discussions I see it when uh, if I say oh that was a great point mm-hmm. and that person may not have been uh, an A student they may be a C student but they mm-hmm. have critical thought because they're survivors mm-hmm. you see the A student challenge them mm-hmm. and yeah. quote a book so when we, we take a look at that, we're talking about so many areas of mental health when mm-hmm. it comes to this multitasking, because we end up multitasking in order to accomplish a leadership position. Yeah. Yet, yet we're failing because well, in multitasking, what we find is that we, we can't, we have larger errors in what mm-hmm. we do. Uh, our time decreases in project goals so it's like so many things that fall behind because Mm -hmm. we think we're accomplishing but we're not i want to ask you because really quick before we continue you guys are going to hear our dog snoring in the background (laughs) i thought that might come up (laughs) and i just i just want to make sure you guys realize it's not as snoring we're very much awake but we have two dogs we have so much coffee we just we can't wake them up we don't have the heart to so poor babies so they're just sleeping in the corner over there also we live right by the airport so if you hear planes just deal with it because we are okay um sorry what was your question so okay you're talking about leadership and the hierarchy and my personal belief and i think it's created a lot or it's, it comes from mostly my improv background, is the idea of having the ensemble where no one takes... The idea of having an ensemble where no one takes a leadership role per se, a permanent leadership role at least, mm-hmm. but the leadership role almost shifts based off of task. And everyone is essentially an equal. Well... And, in in that, I want to say that, you know, back to that herd mentality, what Mama said earlier, everyone has their specific roles in society. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're proficient in that role, whoever is the actual leader, because you do find that there are leaders in improv troops because you need organization at some point because we're very kooky people and we get off task. So you have that person, but you also have the person who's extremely good at uh, long form. You have the person who's extremely good at one-liners. You have the person who who is a genius at sketch writing. You know, you, you have these certain roles, and I feel like that's when leadership switches because a good leader listens to its people. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel like that that's also something that should mm-hmm. be put into account. Well, and I, I know very little about improv, but what I've observed is the fact that somebody starts a sketch, mm-hmm. or is that what mm-hmm. you call it, a sketch? You know, you start with an idea. Right. And then someone's supposed to walk into the room and kind of have your back on that idea right. and elaborate. And then right. if somebody comes into the room and has a weird idea and, and throws you all off... Mm-hmm. What you all do is bring them back in, and you might say, "Why did you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But how about this conversation? Um, yeah, you right. Know, I'm you assuming gotta, it's like a callback almost. Okay, so see, there's a terminology for mm-hmm. it. So you're bringing that person into a safe zone again because they were way off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't call them out on it. No. You, so that is yes, uh, leadership. But that also that also reminds me of that other favorite word of mine, tribe. Because it's like, wait, we're going to bring you into safety because you're mm-hmm. somewhere totally off. Yeah. <laughs> and and you bring that them back in there because God knows what was in their head or how they saw the mm-hmm. scene yeah. or how they saw the whole thing. Or maybe they just wanted to be funny mm-hmm. uh, and throw you guys off. It's so, also a reminder of, like, don't forget who you're a part of and don't, don't get off task. Right. And and I think that's that's important mm-hmm. when we're talking about teams i think that the multitasking is extremely internal oh yeah i think it's our internal demon i think so think? well we I see think so many people both. i think it's both internal and external it, because well i think it's it and i'm sorry to interrupt i think that who who makes you feel that you have to multitask I feel like it's other multitaskers. Okay, so, but again, that speaks character because then why do you need to feel that way if you know what your job is? You, no one knows you better than you. No one. Not even me. I what? birthed you. So, I mean, you know, the so. Closest thing to God. Close, yeah, I am the closest thing. <laughs> so, anyways, um, you know every little secret about you. Every little secret, every quirk, everything you like, everything you don't like. And then there's things that obviously people around you are going to teach you. If somebody throws, if you feel stress over, that's not motivation. Stress is not motivation. If you feel that you have to multitask because everyone around you is doing it and you're going to fall behind, then you've lost your purpose. Well, we've, we've been brought up into a society, my personal views, we've been brought up into a society where everyone is required to do multiple things. So when I multitask, when I have to do multiple things by the next day, it yes, it's stressful, but I don't want to deal with the people who are going to reprimand me about mm-hmm. it. And that's so that's fear. that's how it it's not fear. It's not even fear. It's it's like you're tired. It's like So it's like I'm I I feel like I'm, I've heard this before and I don't want to hear it again because I just don't want to deal with it. It's like the pleasure versus pain principle in animals. We seek pleasure and we avoid pain. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not physical pain. It's more of a pain. like mental pain. pain. Yeah. So the pain is the judgment. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And, or that conversation, and that you, discussion. And you want to prove to whoever it is that you don't want to deal with that you can do that so that they don't bother you about it anymore because you don't want that repeated because the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and having the same result 
when you do something over and over again, you don't want the same result in a negative light. You want the same result in a positive light because if you get the negative, all that does is put yourself down and down and down and you don't want to put yourself down because you care about yourself. You want to make sure that you as a person is feeling accomplished and you know that you did something right and you also took the pressure off of someone judging you for doing something a certain way or reprimanding you for doing something wrong because now you don't ha- you just don't have to deal with that and that's like a weight off your shoulders and something that like i would have to do in tech theater a lot is you i would get told you're wearing so many hats and That was something that my boss would say to multiple people in the department. And she would go, you're wearing too many hats. You're wearing too many hats. Because she was our mental check. As as a good leader would, she was our mental check throughout work because she was us at some point. Mm -hmm. And she understood who we were as, as people in this point in our lives. So that was our mental check. She would turn the lights off in her office let you sit in there and she would talk with you and she was your HR and your and your leader and i think that was a great quality within her because she she would constantly make sure the person was okay because if the person's not okay they can't do the task itself then the mm-hmm. task is just gone because mm-hmm. the person's so focused which is also why a lot of people i used to hear this all the time in um, high school which was leave your issues outside the door because in here you're learning. So you have to prioritize, again, what is it that's important in that moment in time? I don't want to fail school. I can't think about the fact that my dog died. I think, so, I think that's a terrible thing to say. It is. No, it's, it's awful to tell that to a high schooler, but those were the things that you, you heard. And mm-hmm. I've heard that in working environments from people, okay. not in my own, but I've heard that from other working environments, you know, leave, leave your problems outside the door well, and you need to focus on this. When and I was I in think work, it, I think actually working with other people, it was unusual for me to go into work thinking I could have a conversation about my life. Right. Because I mean... Like, you know, everyone kind of wants to know, but you're almost taught. Like, you, you don't talk you, about these yeah. things. You just work well, on it's the, your it, stuff. It's just like someone saying, how are you doing today? And as soon as you say, well, they don't really want to Exactly. Know. But they going back to, to your, say, hat, yeah. your hat situation, you know, I think that we, as you said previously, I love being diversified is mm-hmm. extremely important. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only in a task or a job or a trade, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. You need to be diversified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that means is that you need to know when to feel a certain emotion, mm-hmm. uh, especially, for example, in a boardroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you leave your personal feelings out in the door, you know, outside. Right, because you have to respect the other people in the room because, and give them a non-biased opinion on yes, something. Yes, your job there is one task only for the betterment of whatever organization right. you're doing, whether that be the community or or a health issue so you do have to bring an element of who you are and then separate the decision is the decision purely mine or is it the decision for the better of the community right so that's one thing but i I believe that you need to wear many hats Mm -hmm. you need to so i want to rephrase that you need to own many hats Mm -hmm. 
and make sure you don't wear them at the same time. <laughs> right. Which is what my boss right. would that say. Makes sense. Because it's, it's extreme. You know, I visualize mm-hmm. a huge, and you guys know I have a lot of Big projects. Yeah. I, it's like a whole line of closets. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And, and the, the reality is that you turn around and you, you say, okay, today I'm going to pull these two hats. Right. Because these two make sense. And, and that's how you take a look at it. And, and you do divide. And when you say, how do you do it? And people ask me that. How, how can you handle so much? Mm-hmm. Prioritizing mm-hmm. is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Uh, before breast cancer, I think I used to multitask so much that it, it got me to a place that I wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then later you start understanding, I can't multitask because mm-hmm. you understand what it's doing to you. It's creating so much anxiety inside of you. And then that turns into anger because some right. people get depressed, but I was getting angry. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing, well, wait, I love everything I do, but I can't do everything I love at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I have to separate it because if not, I no longer love it. Right. So now it's a very conscious effort, which we go into cognitive thinking, and that's how you change the prioritizing and the multitasking. You cognitively tell yourself, wait a second, I, if we break it up into hours, we don't get overwhelmed. But yeah. it's that we say, oh, I have 30 things to do mm-hmm. today. Well, we shouldn't be doing 30 things. We should be doing three important mm-hmm. things. So if I have to work from nine to five, I'm going to work from nine to five Mm -hmm. in my business. And Mm -hmm. then I know that if I work from, I'm going to take a break, I'm going to take relax. And then from six to, or 10, you know, whatever, eight to seven, I mean, eight to seven, eight to nine, I am going to sit and I'm going to do this. And when I break it up into blocks, I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. This is going to sound really dumb and trivial, but... COVID's actually helped me because working at work, you know, you feel overwhelmed and everything comes at you really quickly and you're talking to people and you're face to face. So you don't have time to take a step back and examine your tasks and accomplish them step by step. But working at home has been so helpful because I've been able to take that second to take that beat where I can examine the tasks I have because it's written out. It's already, uh, organized through my email via email, hopefully. And if they send an email and I can say, okay, visually I see I have these tasks. I can compartmentalize them because it's concrete. And then I started doing a to-do list maybe mm-hmm. a few yeah. weeks into the the quarantine. And that has been so helpful. It's reduced stress uh, because now I think, okay, what is manageable? What can I realistically accomplish in a day? And I don't try to do or accomplish all of the things. And sometimes I still multitask and I catch myself, but then I can bring myself back to the to-do list and say, wait a second. I'm just supposed to be working on this thing. I should Mm -hmm. not move on to the next thing until I've accomplished this one thing. Mm -hmm. And if I follow the to-do list, I accomplish all my tasks so much faster and with so little stress. And then I can go on my lunch break and say, oh, whoa, I'm almost done today. I've almost accomplished everything. Exactly. And it feels so rewarding. And I don't know if it's video game culture that kind of tells us, okay, here are your quests, accomplish this quest, here's your reward. Or if it's just because naturally we feel better about doing that. 
um, that being able to break it down like that helps. But I feel like, again, it's so trivial. Everyone says make a to-do list. It helps. But like you said, breaking it down and putting on one hat at a time helps so much. And I think I love that visual of like, whether it's putting on a different costume, putting on Mm -hmm. a different role and you're going to do it quickly, but to know that you're wearing that one hat at a time is such a helpful visual. Right. I feel like sort of the opposite to that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Completely. (laughs) Just because, you know, in the, in the beginning of COVID, yes, it was, everyone got to take a break and everyone got to reflect on themselves and see what they actually wanted to accomplish in life. Especially if you were, um, unfortunately laid off your job, you had to find something because you have to support your family. I've noticed that people are very spoiled. That's a little harsh. Very, well, it's true. People are very, um, needy of instant immediate gratification. So, when you listen to people ordering food and they say, well, I want beef from you guys specifically, but they can't get beef because of the pandemic. And then this person, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And then this person is complaining about them two minutes later on their Yelp because they couldn't get their beef and they expect it from these people because that's the only thing they like to eat from there. Mm -hmm. It's so wrong. And there's so many, so many needs from so many different areas in life. And I think a lot of people have realized this, especially if you work in customer service, that you, you've seen people demanding certain things from you because now they expect it. And I think it's kind of like the computer task because multitasking, the second definition in multitasking is a computer task, a computer-like task. So when, when Amazon has done that for us, Amazon, you order something, it comes 24 hours later sometimes. It depends on the item, but it comes 24 hours later. So now that I'm a Prime member, Mm -hmm. I expect my Voss the next day. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and, you know, we make fun of ourselves for it, but you also have to think of the person on the other side of that. But basically that, that knowledge that I can get this 24 hours later, or I can get this in a hour has put people on this mentality of instant gratification that I feel is kind of like destroying the mentality of you're a human, I'm a human, like it's cool. That has to do with the culture that you choose to live in. Mm -hmm. If you are working for a corporation and that is their take on you or any of their employees, then I would highly suggest you leave. But we make choices. We make choices of this is the life I want to lead. And I stay here because obviously I'm getting a reward somewhere. But going back to what you said about immediate gratification is interesting because it's like searching the web. You start with one thing and and Amazon, you use Amazon. So you you go in and you order Amazon and then there's 10 pop-ups underneath. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, wait, let me order this. And before you Mm -hmm. know it... You were just going to order Band-Aids <laughs> and you end up ordering you have stockings and three shirts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's, and it, that's, that's planned because they know the way yeah. we think. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all marketing. This is all planning. This is all done on purpose. 
again, what we tend to accomplish in this is the immediate gratification and actually the multitasking, they kind of are cousins to each other. Well, right, because you need to you need to finish these three tasks at the right same away. time. Right away. So, yeah. I mean, that's a great point to bring up because why we are trying to multitask because we want to feel satisfied now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's an excellent point to look at because, again, it talks about character. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about the COVID and how it's gotten people to um, either structure their lives or you said they become, and Alexander, you said they become meaner. Because they're so, right? they're so, so used to it. And so, after being quarantined for so long, then they start to get tired of it and they right. want to go back to normal. But it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not normal. It's never going to be normal right. again. We have to change our way with society, which people don't like Well, change. but what I heard from that is two different views. You said, okay, some people are getting their groove together and saying, no, I'm going to do this, 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 and that's going to make my life easier. And thank God I was able to isolate myself from the mm-hmm. chaos because then I can see. And then what you're saying is some people don't care. So what does that tell me? We're going back to character. Who you are will determine those choices. You know, your example, Angelica, was, oh, you know, we take this and we break it up because I, I, I am able to do that. And you're turning around and saying, well, and these people, this population are just playing out there and they're not going to change regardless because it's there's a sense of self-centeredness mm-hmm. attached to that. So it, it's it's fascinating how much goes into multitasking and yeah. we should not be proud of it we <laughs> no. sh- should not hold the multitasking flag and wave it mm-hmm. we should be that in sleep deprivation which should be mm-hmm. another podcast but that was sleep deprivation we should not be wavy we are not smarter when we're sleep deprived we are not smarter when we're multitasking and sleep deprived now we're <laughs> we're in trouble to bring it to a recreational level think about us watching TV, just relaxing to watch TV. What do a lot of us do? Talk to each other. Or if you're in the Zadak family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about how stupid she was for walking into the closet or something uh, like that. Or we just start a random man. conversation and then the other person has to put the whatever we're watching on pause. All right. And what else do we do? How else do we eat? Eat? Okay, <laughs> yeah, we eat. And what else do we do? We watch our phones. We uh-huh. look at our phones. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, even so, the other yesterday, I started an audiobook, and it's a scientific psychological audiobook. So I really wanted to pay attention to absorb the information. Mm-hmm. But I found myself having to scroll through Instagram. <laughs> I found myself having to eat. I found myself having to do something while I was listening to the audiobook, and it's so funny that we feel almost a need now we're addicted to the multitasking on a recreational level on top of a you would be labeled adhd oh man really but with with me like while i edit things i love having um like a podcast on or music on or a video on like in the background i barely pay attention to this thing but it makes me feel because I don't like being alone. So it's like that background noise of like every time I stop or pause whatever I'm editing, that there's still something, there's something going on in the background and there's this noise because I don't like silence. 
so for me, it's not, I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm not multitasking. It still is. Subconsciously, but, you're... Right, and you subconsciously retain the information, uh-huh. even though you think you're not really listening to it. I found myself sometimes pausing what I'm doing. I'm like, wait, what'd they say? And then you back up, and I'm like, dang it. I picked the wrong thing to listen to. <laughs> it's too interesting. Yeah, I mean so much about you both. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting that even if we're not trying to necessarily accomplish anything, you know, even during play, let's say, we're multitasking. Mm-hmm. Even during something that has no real purpose, we're multitasking. I feel like it's a basic human instinct, though, to, to multitask on, on a biological level because as a species, when we were first starting to walk and and talk and hunt and things like that that was all for survival now when you're hunting if you're an animal you have to pay attention to multiple things Mm -hmm. um lions have to hunt and 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 provide food that's the the task of the female lions so they must hunt and get the food and bring it to the males Um, but the males have the task of protecting the cubs while the females are out because the jaguar, I think it's jaguars, well, hyenas too, they try to get the cubs Mm -hmm. to eat them. Isn't that terrible? It's terrible, but they have to, they have to, (laughs) they have to multitask in that fight or flight mode. So they have to think of when you're hunting, us as humans, when when we first started, while we were trying to provide for our families, when we're trying to accomplish this thing, we have to not only pay attention to ourselves, we have to be silent. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to make sure we don't get hurt in the process because if we get hurt, we're useless. That's so true. So was it the nanny Chewing gum and walking at the same time. Oh my god, that was, was such issue. a great scene. <laughs> I think so. was it the nanny? Yeah, it was uh, the nanny with Fran Drescher. But if you think of it on a very simplistic level, we as humans have to walk. We have to observe our surroundings. Most of the time, we communicate while we walk, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, we're typically doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, at a very basic level. We have to multitask. It's the oddest thing. It's a, I mean, that's like the ba- the most basic form of multitasking. So we already feel like we can accomplish it because if I can chew gum, walk and talk to someone else or three people all at the same time, then I can also be writing an email on my cell phone while I'm walking, talking, chewing gum and well, doing all these things. you're using more of your thought process and that's where the challenge of multitasking is not the physical aspect of it. Like you say, you can hold a baby and stir something. And that's a, that's a, oh, that's a basic form oh, of when it. When you're trying to calm the baby, read an ingredient to put into... Now we're complicating things. It's mm. what, how much are we challenging our brain? For example, the, the lion cub... Mm-hmm example I love because take our females today, our moms, Mm -hmm. they want to go grocery shopping. They leave their baby with their husband Mm -hmm. and they go grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. So that's one task. But while they're there, they're really worried about, is my husband really... Or is he Taking giving care of the child <laughs> or is he watching football or whatever? So so now we have that element of again, that cognitive element that on the multitasking because now we're rushing to multitask or we're what rushing to do one task because we want to get home to do another task. 
and we might be even calling on the phone and we're not really yeah, you're doing, about what your we're not hunting, doing. we're mm-hmm. not hunting. If the lion would do that, the mm-hmm. female lion, is it a female lion or is it called something else? I don't know. Lioness, whatever. If she goes out and she's worrying about her, her significant other, you yeah. know, how she, she get killed. Right, so they prioritize in, she, in they have packs and choice. things. Mm-hmm. Right, they have, they have because one. they also have to worry about themselves and not injuring themselves, so they can provide for their cubs. So they have one purpose and one purpose. Once they step out of their safe environment, they are out to hunt, mm-hmm. and nothing else is on their mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what multitasking falls under: mm-hmm. false expectations from others, and especially from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's really important to understand. Fail. Well, F-E-O. failure is okay. What? False expectations. <laughs> From others, I guess, if you fiffle. <laughs> fiffle. She's going Spanish on us right now. Uh, but she's bringing out poor her Spanish, Spanish roots. Very poor Spanish. But it is, it, you know, that could be a fun game uh, on that, you know, using that those those uh, abbreviations abbreviations but it's really important to understand that expectations have to do with how we react to certain things and we are multitasking because of expectations Mm -hmm. false expectations Mm -hmm. from ourselves and and possibly others parent maybe parents like you said alexander you know parents expecting things from us uh we hear that all the time uh students that are undecided to go into college what we do know is that we really should focus on those hats on the wall and bring that visual into who we are mm-hmm. and say, okay, these are my hats, mm-hmm. whether gentlemen hats or, or, or ladies hats, <laughs> or doesn't matter, matter. Or all um, of them. Or a reindeer hat. The, the reality, yes, even the funny hats, you know, that all comes into play and say, okay, I am going to take time to have fun. I am going to take time to... Uh, be serious. I'm going to take time to do to myself. All three of us have reached a decision that multitasking is it's, off the table. Yeah. yeah, because like non-machines, we're non-replaceable. So right. you can't upgrade for the next model if you mm-hmm. break down. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So kids, let's remember. <laughs> One task at a time. One task at a, at a time. Unitasking. You, yes. If you make a to-do list, don't just write the list out. Unless if you know it's your task for that day, mm-hmm. time yourself out. Take time for yourself. Don't forget to eat. Get a closet. Have Put a your chocolate. hats in there. Don't wear for- a hat one hat at a time. <laughs> Don't forget to hydrate um, and take care of yourselves. Before we leave, should we do the coffee fact? Oh, yes. Coffee fact. Coffee fact of the day. So your coffee fact of the day is that the originators of coffee and the discovery of coffee came from the glorious goat. Uh, there was a shepherd in Ethiopia and he saw that his goats were extremely hyper one day and he he followed them and then he noticed they were eating this bean and he decided well if they get energy from it I can get energy from it I don't know if he ate it or drank it however he decided to go about getting this into a system he realized that it was an energy source so um you know thank the goats people because from their curiosity, which 
we know they have. And they mean they eat everything. They eat everything. <laughs> um, due, due to their black hole of a stomach, they discover the glorious caffeinated item that we all love to enjoy. Uh, so yeah, thanks goats. Oh, so if you love your coffee, you love your goat. You love your goat. Get a goat. Get a goat. Get goat uh, with it. <laughs> Get goat to go. Go uh, hug a goat. Goat love. Goat yoga. So my name is Alexandra. <laughs> I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. Join us next Monday. Have a beautiful day. Goodbye.